Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Main Street Universe. It's been a little while since I've said that. We'll be right back with Janice Arwhite and myself opening the lines, discussing some things, and doing some readings. Then after that will be Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Boo Care, discussing shadow people right after this. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Universe. I want to remind everyone that, that this is a network of a few shows, and it's evolving and changing all the time, including this particular show, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with myself and Ginny Sarway. And following that, every Wednesday, is Spiritual Insight with Mr. Darren Bouquer. It's every Wednesday evening. Darren is a reader at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo in the magical city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Now joining me this evening will be Janice R. White, which we're still awaiting her arrival. And she is also host of the World Reggae Party. On Fridays, the time varies because she's on a book tour, so she has to do it from the road, but her show is Activating Compassion Radio with Jesse and Nicholas Shores every Friday. And this Saturday, she's shifting it to Saturday, she'll be interviewing people I know very well, the band Dragon's Head. It's the band that I'm in, and it'll probably be myself, maybe myself and my brother. We'll do other interviews and other promos for our band. But we'll be with Jesse this 
Saturday, in fact. But normally, Jesse is on every Friday. And then Tuesdays, we have Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed, the great master herbalist. That's every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It's like a half-hour herbal medicine class. Recently discussing the 13 sacred trees. And we will return in just a second, as I think I hear Janice R. White has entered the building. And here we go, and we will play something from a few years back, and then back to Main Street Universe. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. I am one with the spirit. Ashe, Ashe. And that, that was made by my very good friend, Queen Mother Amaku. Uh, that's her song, and I love it very dearly. And tonight is Thursday night. 7.03, time for World Reggae Party. And, ha-ha, it's my first year at World Reggae Party from 10-11-2011 to 10-11-2012. I got a clap machine. Let me get it. So. Okay. We're both clapping. I do have a clap machine there. Um, and World Reggae Party. World is my mission, reggae is my message, and party is my goal. Tonight we have a special guest, and he's one of my Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. It's great to be back. And in case anybody does call, she did bring some tarot and divination decks with her, the Dreamer, Dreamer's deck. What and do you call the, that? Um, the playing card one. I would the, forget uh, the name. Fellowship of the Fool that my friend Helena had made. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was a guest on our show. Helena, uh, yes, I saw her on Saturday. <clears throat> speaking of guests that have been on our show, I thought I saw a picture of you. Now, I'm not trying to say anything that uh, is, like, um, out of line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it that way. But I thought I saw a picture of you with Evo Dominguez yes, at the did. new Alexandrian Library. Yes. So did you visit? Did you yes, go there? Yes, we, we oh, went. Oh, okay. Yes. Awesome. David well, and I went. And, what was um, it like? Is it totally finished now? <laughs> it's not totally finished. Oh, okay. um uh, in fact, there's some ways to go, uh, you know, get parking lot and some get more books in and stuff. But what they have up is very beautiful. Yeah. I saw a picture of the outside. The outside looks like a cool, like, little dome building. Yes. Yes. It's, when everything is finished, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. 
He was on our show talking about. That's when he was talking about yeah. trying to raise money and trying to do all sorts of stuff. Well, yeah, they're still raising money. So um, it's uh, Evil Devingus Jr. and it's the new Alexandria Library. And um, I know they have a website, which I think it could be www new Alexandria Library. Sure, if you Google new Alexandria yes. Library, you'll find it. Or Evo Dominguez. Or Evo Dominguez Jr. Or Sealy Court. Yes. Or any of those things. You'll end up finding it. And you'll end up hopefully looking at some of the pictures and maybe do a donation because they still do need money. So if they want to hire a full-time museum tour guide curator with a deep, lovely, soothing voice <laughs> <laughs> for lots of money. Yeah. If I can get out of the, uh, or if they need an electrician, a full-time in-house oh, see, maintenance guy. I thought you were guy. talking about me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Was I saying you had a deep, lovely voice? <laughs> you said a soothing voice. So, oh, okay. no, my voice isn't deep, at least I don't think so. But, Not as deep as mine, anyway. Okay. But, um. Oops, it, it I left a, my Facebook on and I heard a bleep somebody message. <laughs> it was a very nice event that was on Saturday. Oh, okay. So that wasn't too... I was going to say, it, it couldn't have been that longer because I don't think he had that thing. Is it officially... I guess it's not open though. he's opening it for things like events or to get... It's not officially to, open. Or yeah, maybe even just, fundraiser events or things like that, yeah. I'm imagining. This this was basically the first look to have people come in and, and uh, have the first look. But uh, but it, like I said, it was a very nice event, and uh, uh, David and I had to do other things uh, near the area, so we thought, hey, why don't we why don't we go down and, and look at it? And I'm glad we did. Good. Reminding people on Facebook and on Blog Talk Radio here that we are on the air. Yeah, we're on the air, people. We haven't been for a while. So oh, yes. Not really getting any callers right now. Maybe around the time Darren's show starts, we might actually start getting some. and Which is okay. You get a reading from a pro like him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> which I visited New Orleans, which reminds me. Ah. Oh, thank you. Ah. Nothing illegal, though. Folks. Okay. It's something she asked for that she doesn't want to talk about over the air. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. So, but what's, uh, I haven't been in New Orleans since the hurricane. It's definitely built back up. Okay, seem like, time to go. <laughs> seem, like, seem like business as usual. I mean, even though I had not been there before, but it didn't have any feel of, there are neighborhoods that felt like they were still not, like in the Ninth Ward and stuff like that. Some of them were built up, and they were built up like super pish posh. Like, okay, now the people that lived there before can't afford to move move back. That was sort of the Brad the Brad Pitt area. Oh, oh yeah, he's got a big house there. And uh, he, uh, it's like, yeah, his heart was like sort of in the right place. He's like, yeah, I want to throw all this money and help rebuild this thing. But then the people that moved back can't move it, or that were there can't move into any of these houses again like they were before. Yeah. But he, it's it's an interesting. But at least he tried. Yeah, he's yeah. Just been out of touch too long. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll just put a five hundred thousand dollar house here. These people can just move right back in. It's like, no, Brad, they're not gonna move back in. No. <laughs> it 
used to be a trump, he used to be a trumpet player that washed dishes on the side. He used to live yeah. there. <laughs> Bring it down a bit. <laughs> oh, and then I saw another district that was interesting, and it was built up nicely, and it was actually Winton Marcellus's father, right? Um, oh gosh, I can't remember the first time. I did a video of it. I'll probably post it sometime on Facebook, and he, he put together a musician's district of, like, affordable houses for people if they played, um... Hey, Scott, what was Winton Marsalis' father's name with the music district? Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Not Howard. I can't remember. I was counting on his solid memory. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, all right, I thought you'd remember. It's like Eugene or something. I thought it started with an E. Anyway, but it's a musician's row kind of district, and the houses were reasonable. They weren't like, man, you know, mansions. They were for, if you can kind of prove that you were part of the local New Orleans music scene, I don't think anybody could just say, well, I'm a musician, can I get this house? But uh, it was interesting to see it built up, and, like, the playground was all musical instruments. It was very nice. Like not that. not pitch posh, just nice. I mean, I little middle America, little oh, okay. houses, you know what I yeah. mean? And with the cool little playground and all that. So um, that seemed a little more like of a, of a focused attempt than Brad Pitt's was. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, visiting the Ninth Ward was, was very interesting. Um, but as far as its main areas, they were completely all back, built back and building more. Um, just in fact, the same old story. It'll probably be a little more pish posh by the time they're done. Now, oh, of course, yeah. if you know New Orleans, they're still. They're we, always still. We were staying right in the Treme, so they're still going to have their oh, poor yeah, population. They're going to have all that. You know, it's it's still it's it's going to. I don't think anybody can totally take New Orleans away, no matter how much they try to quote unquote whitewash it. I don't think it'll. No. You could put a Margaritaville or whatever there, but you're still it's still going to be New Orleans. It's still going to be New Orleans. Yeah. So I've been there. It's. Too About four times, four or five a, times. Yeah, too strong of a spirit. And it's, I think. it's a very strong <laughs> spirit, and and they have very strong spirits there too. Not not. And and you know they're not trying to they're not trying to whitewash it at all. No, they want it. It's meant to attract a certain type of entrepreneur, meaning the people that are there like the spirit that's there. There are other people that were would say if they were from you know this northern Virginia area, they'd be like. This place looks messy. Oh, my God, I'm not having a business there. You know, here in Arlington, folks, I'm not lying, you can be fined $250, $250 for using cuss words in public. You know, it's a different type of place here than it is. It's true, in Arlington, you can be fined $250 for a indecency um, Ooh, ticket. That's, is that what it's called? Yes, or what, whatever. Like, um, okay. what's the movie, the, the one with Sylvester Stallone, he's in the future? Oh, uh, Judge Red? There's so many future movies. I know, but that? it's the one where he cusses and he kept cussing and these little tickets kept popping out for violating the oh, indecency clause. I can't remember the name, though. So, yeah. The one where he was unfrozen out of a block of ice. Yeah. That's not Judge Red, though. But I'm, no, I know what wasn't. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He so. wakes up again. and So, it's Sandra Bullock was in it and, and Wesley Snipes. Um, yeah, I know this movie. Why can't? Well, it's okay. Yeah. We, we won't think of it until the show's over. So don't even don't even worry about it. It's a brain freeze. Yeah. As soon as the show's over, we'll go, ah, that's that's what it was. So, um, 
And I know you've been through some ordeals since. I don't know if you feel like talking about all this on the air or not, but you feel free to. But just some some trials and things like well, that. Thank everybody for their prayers and and good tidings and candle burnings and everything. But you look good today. I mean, you look oh, like you're doing you. quite well. Um, only took me five months, but no. <laughs> so, yeah. but things happen. So. Yeah. And of course, uh, it's been a trying, you know, up and down these last couple of years since we started Main Street University. Yes. Including the one year I was hobbling around. <laughs> I still remember. My knee's almost 100% healed from that, by the way. My knee is not speaking to me today. That's why we have that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's not a hospital stay. Yeah, well, that's better than that. <laughs> so how is uh, um, everything else, uh, David, you know, everybody around in your life, everything going uh, okay? David's perfectly healthy, you know. Like amazingly healthy, considering uh, uh, I have well, the school was closed in two days. So, oh, but I'm gonna I'll be going back in September. Knock on. What about uh the metaphysical education stuff? I know you were taking some classes for a while. Were you doing some Cherry Hill stuff? Oh um, well, yes. Egyptian uh, stuff too, right? Egyptian circle. Um, all that going cool? All that, well, uh, circle I have to start back up again because I have missed quite a bit, but everything else was pretty much cool. Mm-hmm. And um, getting back in the swing and uh, voices back. Okay. And and lovely, and uh, even though I lost weight. Yeah, you look a little thinner. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not too much, you know. It's, it's not the skeleton key or anything like that. So. <laughs> So, but, uh... Now, we, um, on the musical front, we have a show Friday. So, we've picked up possibly a new guitar player, if he works out. A friend of mine I met online on... the video, I liked it. Yeah, Yeah. he's quite good. And that was him being a little camera shy. Like, he started to relax about a minute into it, and you can tell he, like, kind of picked it up and started to look kind of smoother. Um, But, yeah, he's, he's quite good. Now he's in the process of muscle memory, just learning all our songs. Which reminds me, I can't remember if I gave you a CD or not. I thought we no, did. Uh, we give? We all have it. Nope. I could not remember if we had or not. Here, I'll show you. Here's one. Is there a CD in it? Yeah, there is. Ah, <laughs> thank you. My coming back gift. There yeah. it is. I thought, did we give you a T-shirt at one point? No, you showed me the T-shirt. Oh, we showed it to you when the prototypes came. Yeah. Out. But Thank I thought you. the picture on the inside of the CD looked good. Um, that's uh, oh, everybody yeah. there. That's the same one on Facebook, right? Yeah, that, that's okay. our. We use the same one. I mean, that was that was done by a pro, but at a very discount that's rate. Nice. <laughs> Considering I'm standing next to the the two young youngest people and their girls in the band. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're being my, big my, brother. Two big brothers between right. the ladies. So. And uh, and there's a bass player, violin, yeah. me, backup singer, and then. Oh, I say singer. I don't say backup singer. She's the other vocalist. And this was a natural... I know you all can't see this on radio, but this was a natural ice formation. It was just a naturally occurring... This guy works with blocks of ice and does art, but this one Uh just happened naturally. 
Nita took a picture, and it kind of looks like a dragon's head with an eye and everything like that. And, of course, the artist on the logo on the front did an awesome job. Brian Foy is his name. Love that it's logo. It's a great logo. I gave him an idea. He ignored it beautifully, which is great because <laughs> it looked better than the stupid thing I told him to do. And uh, <laughs> Sometimes the people have to do that. They have to play. Oh, I have a vision of my own. I'm running with it. Right. So. I remember I saw it the first time. I was really looking at it. I was like, wow, it's so more intricate than I wanted. But I was like, but at the same time, the whole thing is, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I just remember, you know, the thoughts that run through your head. But, yeah. a, but then I saw it. I was like, wow, it's just a beautiful logo. Beautiful. So it's the same one on our shirts, and at some point, actually, Jesse, I'm going to do an interview with her with some of these songs and everything on Saturday. So we'll be doing an interview uh, about somebody trying to call in. Okay. <laughs> about uh, Dragon's Head, and we'll upload some songs, which we don't have yet, onto the Main Street Universe page. And of course, I'll show them, send them my CD baby thing if they want to buy something. Including, you can just buy some downloads or the CD, or, or you can just donate lots and lots of money. Donate, to the donate the money, yeah. <laughs> donate the we money. We actually raised a half decent amount for the hotel expenses of the tour. We, that, that was pretty oh. nice. Um, Nikki started that, and she raised about 15 or so, thirteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody sent me a link. I don't think it was uh, you. But I'm like, he did a good job on that. Yeah. She really got the word out there. She did not want to be uncomfortable on the road. So nobody does. But um, nobody wants to be uncomfortable in the, anywhere, in yeah. a hotel room or what. So it was uh, it was nice, and you learn a lot of things. You're know, doing an experience like that, and people learn things about each other that they maybe they like and maybe they don't like so much <laughs> as life can be. <laughs> But um, that's overall, not just touring. You know? <laughs> yeah. When you get sick, you you realize a lot of things too. So, but uh, that's another story. Right. And as far as the network, we're going to add some because I know this is a little bit of an update day since I was calling in for readings right now. Uh, we're adding some new new hosts. Uh, they're going to be once a month hosts. We're still in the works of getting them, including the return of a couple. Uh, Mary Thielen may return to do one. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Randy Goldberg. I have to contact him. <laughs> I've been so busy, he just kind of fell off, and which I understand. Hey, I, I've been busy, so and he's been busy. So uh, Jim and Ashley Cash are going to do one soon again. Oh, they took a break, but they're coming back. So they'll be back once a month. Um, uh, Brett Hillman's coming back to do one, so that'll be kind of an interfaith one for us because he's studying to be an Episcopal Christian minister, so he'll do it once a month. Christian show. And we have to talk about mine. We'll and then, of course, yours. Month. Right. So yours as well. So there's some new things. Just because i am been stepping back a little bit doesn't mean that the network itself isn't growing. Uh, it will. It'll actually, oh, yes. it'll actually have more people in it. It's just yes. that I won't it's always... It's a great network. And I always won't be as much on the air on it, but behind the scenes. So, you know... Uh, so I might be reducing my activity to once a month, one Main Street Universe a month. And then if things slow down a little with the band, maybe I'd pump it up and do it a little bit more. But with notice for Janice, because she actually does come over here to do it live. Yes. So I'm here live. So. Um, we, so we have a few coming back, including a new girl that's brand new named Jessica, who may start with us 
in in a month or so, so we're just waiting to hear back. I think her show is going to be a little different, less metaphysical and more about the art world. Like she's sort of you plugged in a she's little artist. bit. Yeah, she's. I, I I don't have a lot of details, but she's into art and like avant-garde things and stuff like that. So she, I think she wants to discuss uh, that universe, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Which we had some friends visit that are kind of in that world too. That actually run a little burlesque theater <laughs> up in Seattle. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so that was kind of fun hanging out with them. And uh, so we have some things going on and in the works. And even well, Melissa uh, came back and did one. So I don't know she may return and occasionally do a show once a month, or once every two months. So we have a bunch of rotating people that will be, the commitment won't always be weekly, it will be monthly. So what I'm going to do now, since no one is on the line, we'll take a little song break. And we will be right back in a minute. We'll choose a song here. We'll take a look. We'll do... I guess we'll do Moving Mountains by Woven Green.
one was live with our good friends, Woe and Green. And that was Moving Mountains. And I was actually at one of their shows where they had somebody come up and talk about the practice of mountaintop removal. And they also talked about it was when the water was being poisoned out there in, in West Virginia, Appalachia area. And Marcia, she says hi back. Hello, good to good to see you. But it was funny because just be, I mean, the lady was just there. This wasn't politically preaching. It, she was there to get raising money to get clean water. And I remember Jim telling me people wanted off their mailing list. They're like, oh, don't you preach your hippie politics to me? And it's like, look, this dirt bag it poisoned the water. Water's a very. I mean, if you know the whole story, it's yeah. a terrible story that happened out in West Virginia. This guy just had all these chemicals he ignored, and it dumped into the, you know, the, the barrels leaked and just destroyed the water supply that pe- the where people literally drink from. And it was so funny because people were reacting to it that that way. Well, whatever. It was just it wasn't political preaching. It was a funding to get clean water to people. It's so, a very important subject. I know that. Yeah. Uh, last year. I really wanted to have a water show with this woman that was from Austria, but uh, she was really from Austria. She wasn't um, somebody that lived in D.C. that was that was born in Austria. She was from Austria, and it was very hard to uh, uh, get her 12 hours ahead with our East. Uh, 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 well, uh, East like Wendy Rule. We yes. Were supposed, uh, we both talked to Wendy Rule. But she was in Australia, yes. and and we were having a few issues. But you, have you been talking to her again recently? Is, is, is Which one? Uh, Wendy Rule? No. Oh, okay. No. I thought you mentioned her. Well, I, I did too on your Facebook message. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe I got a message from her. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but it's a very important subject because uh, not in this country but in other countries um, – Water is pretty much at a premium, and there are some. There's even some countries that are actually fighting uh, for water rights. Uh, oh yeah, there's been lots of talk about future wars being based on on water and, and all sorts yeah. of crazy. Well, I guess it's not that crazy. It's pretty basic, yeah, right? It <laughs> it's not that crazy. We can only live, live a few days uh, without it, so yeah. I guess uh, you could see why it would be a resource people might fight over or want to dominate, and then there's, of course, of course, we're trailing off, but I'm just saying there's issues here about some of the privatized water stuff, and anyway, and we've had some issues in West Virginia and in the surrounding areas and in the Appalachia areas, all of that, but anyway, back to some Main Street Universe updates. I said we may be, not quite yet, but very soon we may be reducing the flagship show, Mainstream Universe, with myself and Janice, to a once-a-month show. Uh, um, Darren will still be on every Wednesday unless canceled um, and announced. Susan Weed is fine. She'll remain. Um, and we're bringing in some new people so as well. Yeah, she's still been doing a, a pretty long series on the 13 Sacred Trees, which is a Celtic thing. Um, and... She even went back to some last night. She went back to Oak. Uh, she did Hazel, I think, a week before. It's it's great. It's very educational to to co-host a show with her. 
Now, when we're talking about the network like this, it makes yeah. me feel like we're doing about to do a telethon and uh, ask people to donate. <laughs> feel free to donate if you want, but uh, that's not what we're okay, doing. No. I don't think I have a donate. I, mean, I don't talking, think I have a donate. We're not doing the goodbye show either, okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it was sounding like to me. It no, no. Funny. It's just a changing and update thing. Yeah. So we are planning. I see the guest in the chat room, too. Welcome, guest. Planning on making some changes um, again some once a month people and maybe the return of Brett Hellman as we mentioned earlier so we will hear the roar of the, of the Velvet Lion once mm. again it's been a while it's been a good while yeah. I talked to him on the phone a little while back and his will be a, a Christian show so it will be like a little interfaith thing going did on did he get married yet? he did ah mm-hmm. congratulations Brett yeah he did and uh in I think they have their own little spot now, so they've got some good things going for him. That's good to see. Um, this Saturday, Jesse will be interviewing me about Dragon's Head, about the band. Uh-huh. We'll do another interview probably live with Jim and Ashley Cash. They'll probably be at their house, so everybody will be there, and I want to get the whole band in on that one. And that'll be, we'll let some time pass and uh, do another one there. Because uh, oh, I'd like to have. I'd like to sit in on that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Know. Well, yeah, you guys have hung out. Yeah. In fact, we're playing yeah, a yeah. show. We're doing a a gig with Jim and Ashley Cash, July eleventh at the Grog and Tankard in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So, anybody in Fredericksburg, uh, Grog and Tankard, Dragon's Head, and Woven Green will be playing, and prop maybe with our new guitar player Laramie, Laramie Roush. So. Have a Very nice person. I see Marcy responding to yes, he did. And uh, Laramie uh, actually had been on our show before as a guest, as he is part Scottish and part Cherokee, and we did a show about between oh, worlds. Cherokee. So he grew up in that world, like um, where his family, he's a little older than me, his family was in, in a little redneck town where he grew up. Deciding were they going to convert to Christianity? You know the Cherokee side of his family. So he was just talking about some of those stories and discussions, and um, you know, and they accept him, you know, and all that. I mean, he knows he's part both, but uh, he goes to the meetings, the powwows, and talks to the chief and all that kind of stuff. And his aunt practiced magic, and there was a funny story he tells about his aunt where she said this. Somebody thought, now his aunt was darker and was full-blooded Cherokee, and his aunt, uh, they thought she was trying to steal. I mean, it was you were talking back in the 60s, I think, from the store. And um, anyway, it ends that she's outside in front of the store and says, this place deserves to burn down. And it turned out that it did. Yeah. Now, the debate was whether she made it. Now, she did practice a bit of some kind of magic. I don't know the details. But or was she just seeing a vision of it burning down and saying, "Oh, I see." Uh, and this place deserves what they get for accusing me of stealing, oh, you know. Well, yeah. And uh, so I think that's the direction it was going in was that she saw a, a vision of it. But he tells the story better than me. <clears throat> but a very nice, pleasant, polite um, uh, guitar player with a lot of skill, and I look forward to working with him uh, more in the future. He's in the muscle memory mode of our CD right now. So 
he had a couple of the songs to rehearse with, and now he's got them all. And then we work on what parts do you not have when you're playing the electric. Maybe maybe involve the classical a little more, too, for some of the guitar solos. But it'll be good to have someone to bounce off of oh, yeah. uh, on the guitar. <clears throat> yes, I'll take the idea into the universe. And... And he himself had talked about uh, on the show going through the same journey, similar to Brett. Uh, Brett, I was was studying the Bible, went to school for it. Larry, Larry did the same thing. Then converted to being, you know, pagan. Larry stayed that way. Brett uh, went back to Christianity, but hey, that's that's okay. And moving onward, I see. Which which decks did you bring with you today? Again, you, I see the. Uh, I bought some runes, but I'm really rusty because I haven't done runes in a while. Right. So, um, but I did bring them. I have the Mystic Tarot. Uh, I mean, Mystic Oh, that's right. Theater. And the uh, Helena Dominic's one, too. Yes. Okay. The Fellowship of the Fool. And the Caligula, uh, what's, what's that thing called? Um, I forget. Then you have the, um, you always bring, like, Four or five. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I have the the psychic tarot in here, but I'm really rusty in that because I opened them up and nothing. You know, I was like, well, okay, let's put these back. And the playing card ones. You the have playing here. card ones. Yes. And that was given to you by your grandma, right? Correct. Or or by some relative, I thought yes. you said. Okay, well that's cool. And me, of course, I have. In front of me, the new callers though, so I just thought I would discuss what was there. Okay. I got my classicals, the night sky. Star in the back, Rider Waite. I do have the Mythic Tarot over there as well. The, the different one. This was the um, the, the one the, with the, the Greco-Roman yeah. one. It's a very pagan deck. It doesn't have any of the archangels. There's no, you know, the Gabriel trumpet or there's none of that. It's it's everything is a very pagan symbol. The Hierophant, I believe if I remember correctly, is a uh, a, a, a satyr. Is is a, is a you know half. Course. That's the one that you gave to somebody and... Yeah, and it returned. Okay. Yeah, that one was the yeah. one that returned years and years later. Um, of course, Horizon Oracle I have over there. Oh. And an updated Horizon Oracle as well. And yeah. they look a little more interesting because on the back, Kevin has this, like, black and white sun on now. the back. Oh, yeah. So it looks a little more... There's, like, stuff on the back. It's still... You know, it's meant to be simplistic. It's the Horizon Oracle, but it's got a little. It's a black uh, sun. You know, so they're all black and white, but it's like sort of a sun on the back, and it gives it a little extra character. The card paper is a little nicer, as well. And we are open to taking readings. We've got about 15 minutes left, and then Darren will be with us. But I guess to continue on any updates, Mary Fewen may come back as well. All these are once-a-month shows, folks. We're still staying with some of our once-a-week shows, uh, including Susan Weed and including Jesse Ann Nichols-George, who's been quite the trooper at these quite last the four years or so, <laughs> including maybe every once-a-month or so return of Evan Pass, who, by the way, moved back into town. He did. He's back in town. Yeah, we all got to hang Evan. out. Yeah. And uh, from Zarayana Radio, so he may be returning as well for whatever amount of frequency or length of time that the time-space continue 
Wilma allows his brain to do. <laughs> and uh, uh, but it, it's great to see him. Great to hang out with him. He came out to see our show at the Epicure Cafe, and it was a lot of fun getting a chance to hang out uh, afterwards. And we all came back here and had a few drinks and had fun and all that, that sort of thing. So it was great to see Evan Pass oh, again. Yeah, I remember when you sent. You sent me something about that. Yeah, we're back there again this Friday, so we'll be splitting it with another band. And it'll be just me, Scott, and the violin player, Nina, who okay. is on the album. Uh, so it'll be a scaled-down version of Dragon's Head. It'll be the three of us, but that's fine. It's a little, it's a quiet acoustic place anyway, so he'll hit a little percussion. I'll play guitar. She'll play violin. And maybe she'll shout out a backing vocal every now and again. I don't know. She she actually can sing, but she doesn't like to very much. So. Oh, see, I always wanted to have a singing voice because I don't have one. I'm sure you can <laughs> sing. But you probably can. Singing is just talking in melody, right? Ah, I should try it. So. I sing in the car in the shower. David right. will say that. Yeah, she sings in the car. So. Right. Does he say that like in a in a good way? <laughs> it depends on the song. Oh, okay. Depends <laughs> on the song. Um, it's one of those singing is one of those funny things Um, it's either you can or you can't I don't know I think you can be a a low level singer that can become a mid level singer or a mid level singer that can become a high level singer but I don't know if you can be a non singer that can become a singer And, and usually in every aspect of life I like to think that we can all go. Oh, well, I can do that if I educate myself enough, and right? Everybody is musical, and, and, and I don't and I don't mean to say it in any kind of arrogant way. I'm trying to say like in a compassionate way that's it's one of those things like baseball. Like I would love to have been, you know, a professional athlete or something when I was a kid, but I just I didn't have it. You know what I mean? I I, I just wasn't that. I was fairly athletic in martial arts, but I wasn't in those kind of sports. Those that team sport and the uh, football, baseball, all that. I just didn't have the the ability to do it. It's just there's no other way to put it. I mean, to do it and have fun, yeah. But nobody was going to pay me to do it, you know. Um, so it's funny these things. It would we all want to be able to do them? Yes. And and even to this day, there are certain things, skills. You're like, man, I wish I could do that. And uh, you know, it's another one for me. I just figured out another one for me that drives me crazy. Like when you're looking at this, this beautiful logo that yeah. Brian made, I can't draw to save my freaking life. I cannot draw. <laughs> I really I wish I could and create these beautiful pictures and whatever and landscapes and images art. and um, art is so good. But uh, it's not something that I <laughs> particularly any good at it at all. I've you know, horrible handwriting, and I don't draw well. And you would think being somewhat nimble and being able to play guitar, I might, you know what I mean? Well, but yeah. No, but I'm horrible. I can't draw at all. And, all right, folks, we are giving some updates and rambling a bit. We weren't sure if we are going to get, get a bunch of calls or not. We might by the time Darren's on the air, because uh, his show's been a little, more, a little more consistent since we've returned from the tour. And we're going to take a brief song break and be right back. Right now it's sort of casual Wednesday with myself yeah. and Janice and welcome back Janice Arway. Thank to you. The universe. Thank you. It's great to be back. 
And you're also host of the World Reggae Party. Yes, I was back last week. Uh, oh, because so you, you had a first week back there. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Um, went well. Got kind of sketchy 15 minutes before the show ended because um, uh, David was in the room with me uh, just in case. And um, but that's a long story, too. But it got kind of sketchy at the 15-minute part for some reason. I, I still don't know why that happened. But considering that I hadn't been back there for months either, it went quite well. Okay. Well, good. And actually, I did. I just probably felt good to be back in that studio, the studios of FPA. Yes, it feels great to be at uh, Fairfax Public Access. Um, Quite an impressive public access studio, by the way. I've I've been there a few times. It's uh, and they it's it's also like a mini. Broadcast University. They have classes and, and classes and, and films sort of and and uh, they're always doing productions. Uh, World Reggae Party is one of them, and um, really being very impress- impressive in the Fairfax area when it comes to communications and media. Mm-hmm. Definitely doing their thing. All right, and this one. We're going to go ahead and play a song here from Tawatha D. we got about nine minutes left. This one is called Aradia.
Um, you had a Marley on there at some point, did you know? Yes, I had uh, a Marley granddaughter, uh, Denisha Pendergrass, uh, which I should try to get back on because she's definitely doing a lot more films and a lot more stuff and would love to talk to her again. Uh, David Portez, that used to be part of the Rasta Size group from Poland. Uh, he's been on two or three times trying to get him to come back because he's got a new uh, CD coming out. Uh, we had some local flavor, uh, I and I Rhythm, uh, that was having such a wonderful time last year at my birthday party. Um, they've been on about three times. I've seen I and I Rhythm. They're a very good band. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Very fun, fun band. And um, more recently, Ross Slick. Uh, oh, I have a DC Reggae Award in my bedroom. So that's right. that's yes, that's, that's another thing that's happened since we've been off air on on for Main Street Universe. We've still been doing uh, Darren's show on Wednesday sometimes. But, yeah, is that you won a D.C. Reggae Award. Yes, it, have it a is specific, beautiful. specific title? Or, it is the um, um, tribute to Dennis Brown. Okay. Who, um, that name's very familiar. Died in... Something to do with, like, the go, D.C. Go-Go sound or something, right? Am no, right? Chuck Brown is the... That's Chuck Brown. Okay, yeah, never mind. Sorry. No, Dennis Brown is from Jamaica, and he was... Um, you know, doing the 80s and the 90s. I uh, can't remember the day that he passed away. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to pick up from where uh, Bob Marley had left off with doing the peace and understanding and bringing um, reggae to the masses to um, forge racial understanding. Like in my own show, World Reggae Party, I'm trying to... Um, bring reggae to everybody and show that reggae is not only in Jamaica and Trinidad, but also in Poland and England and Spain. Mm-hmm. So I was, given, I was given. And Iran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you again, Janice. And right up next is Spiritual Insight with your host, Mr. Darren Bucare. We will be right back. Bye-bye. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. All right, everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Insight with Darren Bucare. My name is Daniel Michael, and this song you're about to hear, as always, is our intro. I have a treat maybe for Darren about this song. Is there's a video of the guy playing all the parts in the song. His name's Tom Teasley. Tonight, our topic is shadow people. Join us when we return with Spiritual Insight and your host, calling all the way from the magical city of New, New Orleans, Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Darren Bucare. Be right back.
And the musician who does that opening song, his name is Tom Teasley, and he once had a job as someone who, for the federal government, traveled the world to discuss and play hand drums for people. Pretty sweet gig for a musician. And I see Darren is in the queue. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Welcome, Darren Bucher. Buonasera, buonasera. Como How are you this evening? I am well. And yeah, she's doing well. Doing uh, everything's going much better. Oh, if she's with us, I was going to say hello. Oh, she just uh, got out of vocal range. <laughs> oh, okay. Waiting for for David now. <laughs> so. Oh, not to hide to her as well. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of an interesting day. I'm getting some spiritual debates and things about certain uh, diaspora and uh, West African deities. I um, have a really fantastic um, client day, though. I'm just doing several different uh, projects and things in the next month and a half, and that's fine because... Kind of our slower tourist season um, mm-hmm. here in New Orleans. It gets Which might be a nice break. Yard. It's very hot. Yeah, so. um, but we still, you know, it, nowadays though, we really don't have a total off season. It just doesn't really happen like that. So, um, whereas people once upon a time used to say, well, you know, we're going to leave during the summer and stuff, you don't necessarily have to factor that in. Um, you know, and I don't because I don't necessarily depend on, on the tourism as much as a lot of people do. Uh, but but nowadays we're getting such an influx of people, uh, interest, um, movies that are being shot here, as well as this is exponentially the biggest uh, growing city uh, month by month um, across the country. And apparently it still is. So I haven't checked on that just recently. So, and if anyone knows that I'm that has that has changed, please call in. Let me know. I mean, that may have changed just recently, but I did page into that not too long ago, and work with it was still happening. So that's good. Mm. It's good for everybody here, and it's good for um, the country to get a little uh, influx of the multi-dimensional uh, culture that is the city. It has a lot of different. Um, ethnicities and cultures and music and spirituality, so it's certainly not a bad thing for anyone involved. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being there, I would imagine, at least on Bourbon Street, it might be a little bit of a welcome break if it slowed down just a little. <laughs> oh, it's not, no, it's not a bad thing for me. I mean, if I, for me, with, with, with you know, my business in particular, if I'm not busy in, in one area, then the other area kind of maximizes itself. It, either it's through projects that I'm working on or um, counseling or whatever it may be. So it, it seems to always even itself out, which is fantastic. Um, so this evening, uh, our topic is shadow people. Um, what are shadow people? I mean, who has seen shadow people are they threatening? Um, what are we looking for? Are they are they solid? Are they a menace? Are they helpful? Are they are they my grandfather? I mean that you know that um uh I guess where to start? What is a shadow person? Um 
a shadow person, as far as a lot of people would consider them to be, uh, would be a figure, and the height is, is variable. Okay, Some people have seen miniature versions of it. Some people have seen a cataclysmically tall versions of this, but basically it's a figure. Largely, and what we're talking about today is anthropomorphic or human human uh, formed shadow people. Now, I mean, I guess we could split off and discuss animals or impish versions, versions of this, but largely I want to say that they're, you know, they're, they're humanoid looking. Okay, they're humanist. Human, human-esque. Uh, so, you know, something with, with two arms, two legs, and a head, and a torso, but it's it's black. It's solid black. Not translucent, not uh, see-through, not, you know, ethereal, and not a solid-looking form of a humanoid um, that you can tell distinct pictures, but more features, but more more just a, a, basically a, a, a shadow you know, that's come into a dimensional space where it looks fairly solid. And this is something that you can tell if it is in the room that has its own intent, its own will, and its own spatial vacuum. Meaning that if a, when you, you know, when you see your own shadow, you know that it has no dimensional weight to it. You can just feel that, or most people can. When you see something like a shadow person, you will know that, that's something palpable, and that's something that has its own autonomy, and it can move around, and that's something that may decide to affect objects, people, places, things, and there are varying degrees of this. Sometimes it's just a glimpse. Sometimes it, it, it can't make itself seen that that prominently, so it can only give you uh, just a just a just a little fragment of what it is, um, and sometimes it's. It creates a, such a vacuum in a room that the whole room gets colder, and this is when you see you hear these instances with uh, malevolent energies in, in rooms, temperatures dropping, and and you get this this sort of a spirit. When they're talking about a spirit, they may be talking about just that, a shadow person, or you know this this image of someone that is just there with probably not the best intention, um, and whether they be to annoy whether they be to, you know, just show up and confuse or whether whether they be there to, to actually impose their will in some sort of, you know, negative manner, uh, none of that's good. Now, have has anybody called the shadow person or a situation where the situation has been positive? Um, that's a good question. So, um I don't know. I guess that's where we go from that. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about with the subject, but I guess I think a good jumping off point would be can these situations with these types of spirits and this type of manifestation, can it be positive? So, Daniel, Michael, what do you what do you think? What's your, what's your um, take on, on this? I think, particular? I, I think that it can be it can lead to a lot of different opinions. And here's one that I mean. Is it somehow are we culturally uh, being subjective, if I'm saying that properly, are we being culturally biased if we think because it's a shadow that it then must be wrong, 
So then are we perceiving it as wrong? Mm -hmm. So then we get a little bit scared. So then we add our own stuff to it. Or are we just simply, is it just a window that's glimpsing to the, to the, to across the veil to the other side? It happens to be a being that's more shadow than light. And it could, could be going about its business, might not be doing anything negative, might be, don't know. But so quickly and easily to perceive that it is there for a malevolent reason because just of our, you know, culturally how we would think of it, you know, oh, it's a shadow being, you know, the dark being mm. cloaked, like the, sh- the the very shadows themselves. Yeah, I'm thinking almost of the movie um, Ghost, right, where the guy that's taken mm. to hell uh, is, uh, the mm. shadows on the ground come up and grab him and take him, you know, uh, mm. become these little right. beings. And t- so there, there's a lot of cultural stuff to make us think maybe the shadow, the dark, Maybe there's a little bit of wisdom in in a shadow being. I'm just saying maybe. I'm not. I'm just saying uh, it's maybe it's just another purpose, or maybe it, we just are glimpsing through the veil, and that just happens to be maybe almost like watching TV. We, that's just happened what we see at that particular instance. So I'm well, saying. Well, there's a lot of lot of fibers in what you said, splitting off in a different direction. So I guess let's. let's mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to isolate whether or not what do we what do we do we think it's inherently a negative phenomenon when we see a shadow person and I want to say that that there there are divinity forms there's deities there's spirits there's angels and things that manifest themselves in different ways and I can tell you that I have witnessed um a certain divinity form that I see all the time that is as likened to St. Peter and that sort of thing. But I, I've seen it particularly with a lot of different colors, but, but specifically black in there. But it wasn't a shadow, and it wasn't specifically a shadow person. It had nothing to do with that. And But it was a very real manifestation of a divinity form that happened to have a primary black in mixed in with, with it. And um, so... I guess I want to make it clear that, that we can see things that look like a shadow, that if we feel like, okay, this is somebody that we know or it's an angel or something and we have that feeling, then I'm going to say go with that. However, there are spirits that we have no idea what we're dealing with that may be, I think, in a lot of these cases when, when people mention seeing something that it looks like a shadow person or a shadow or there was a dark, you know, shadow or a black mass at the at the foot of my bed and it looked like a man. A lot of times we don't know who this is, what they're doing there, and it's not feeling very nice. That's a lot of these instances that are brought up um, concurrently in the news and in, you know, in personal experience for me who talks to people. And all the time that say, oh, my gosh, I saw the spirit and Jiminy Christmas. It looked like a, uh, it, you know, it looked like a man. It looked like this man at the foot of my bed, and it was all black. And I'm like, wow. And then I say, how do you feel? How did you feel at the time? And they feel like, well, threatened, um, and that range of different not-so-fun emotions. Um, and you're saying, well, you know, is that fear that, that is qualifying the spirit as being a black energy. And, and certainly you're, you might be right. However, my my experience with shadowy anthropomorphic spirits that we don't know what they are, a lot of times is not terribly positive, okay? But 
that's not to say that it can't be, especially if, and certain people do work with these energies, are appealing to shadowy energies for whatever the heck they're talking about. Is that possible for people to do that? Oh, yeah. Are there mm-hmm. people that do that? Yes, there are. <laughs> so if they see shadow, if they're calling shadowy forces to, at their behest and, and that's part of their deal and the shadow people show up, then they may be there to interact and that's, they're there because you expected it. However, I'm going to tell you what, if they're, they're probably dealing with the same malevolent force that we're talking about that actually harasses people. Or does that make any sense? What yeah, think, they, just, they just might think that they summoned it to do something for them and be like, oh, Maybe they you're here. Okay, well. it to do something for them. But that doesn't mean that they don't work for the same agency of, of energy that does, the, that comes to harass people either. No, I, I'm with you there. I was just saying from the mm-hmm. point of view of the summoner who right, might summon a shadowy energy. They might be like, yeah, this is great. Some people are fearless yeah, about what they summon. You know that there are people that are totally fearless about what they summon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mess with things that I don't understand or, or that I don't think I can control. You know, I keep I keep it pretty simple, actually. <laughs> you know, uh, but some people do. They'll kind of play with any energy they think they can have serve them, or think they can have serve them. And for them, it might look like good news. <laughs> for the for the listener, yeah, the verbiage Daniel Michael's using is very important. The word serve is is what he's he's saying, and that's why these people are having issues because they shouldn't be asking any sort of giant, you know, massive form of of power to serve them at all anyway (laughs) because they should at least be humble and ask for help, but maybe not ask to be served by. And if you do, then you better know what you're doing. It's right. like you say, okay, I want a saber-toothed tiger to go fetch me a squirrel outside. Okay, can that saber-toothed tiger do it? Yeah, they, they certainly can, but you better know how to lock it up after it's done. It might fetch you <laughs> as well. <laughs> it might fetch away. I mean, it's a saber-toothed tiger. So what we, now, when, when do we hear a lot about these shadow people? When When is this, you know, like when do we hear, oh, there's just somebody mentioned a shadow person. Well, you know, little little Billy's on the farm. And little Billy saw something crazy last night. His uncle Joe went outside and he got the tractor going. And little Billy saw. It. So it's, why is it always on farms or rural? It's always some. Am I crazy or have you heard? You know, or you're watching a TV show and it's always in some rural area where the people see shadowy figures and stuff like that. Or am I? What, what, what's your opinion on this? Um, I know what you mean, and especially outside, I think some of it is just, I don't know, the opportunity, the landscape. But I've certainly, I've heard about it in, in urban areas, too. Um, okay, so by your experience, you're not, you're saying that, that it's not good to just qualify it into that that, that rural area that's not necessarily even valid, that, that, that it happens all the time in urban areas, too. So... Yeah, I know what you're saying, though, is, but as far as, like, sort of a media thing, that's how it, 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 it can be portrayed that way sometimes. Um, but, yeah, certainly, and, and this could take us to another aspect of this, in, in cities, and certainly people that have maybe, we mentioned uh, off-air, people that have become highly addicted to something or, 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 you know, chemicals in the body causing you to maybe 
enhance mm-hmm. and see these things. Doesn't mean they're not necessarily real, though. But these other things. Are no, that's, that's certainly things, oh, true. I've seen this. That's very true, everyone. Um, just because when people say this, you know, oh, you know, I took a psychotropic something, or I was very inebriated, or whatever, that does not mean that what you're seeing isn't in effect, in, in actuality, a real experience. Okay, it just means that you may be more susceptible to that specific energy, and it may actually draw them into being. I know my father mentioned um, he goes to see uh, a Native American shaman um, in outside Los Angeles somewhere. I'm not sure where she's located, but she mentioned to him that that heavy drinking, you know, that it's called spirits because the spirits can enter your body. <laughs> they think and just that's why right. it's called spirits, and they love that because you're more susceptible to their influence at that point. And that's, that was quite a, a thing to tell me because that's, that's really quite interesting, you know. Um, now, some disciplines that I've studied actually utilize the imbibement of, of rum and, and other things uh, into the into the mix and that, you know. So it's, it's actually part of that. But um, we, do, we do another thing with the mythology of the shadow people is a lot of the people that see shadow people do have some chemical dependencies or domestic violence or they're in a very egregious, very strange place, whether it be from emotional or domestic turmoil or just they're just having a bad time. From what I've what what I've seen. I'm just kinda of drawing a medium between times that I've heard about shadow You know, um they're not in a good space. You know, if someone if someone comes to me and they're like, Look man and I've heard it I've heard it a lot hey I've seen these. I've seen the stuff surrounding me that comes to me at night. All this stuff, it's not fun, and this and that. That my next question is probably. Well, I don't ask a lot of questions, but the next thing I'm going to look for is: Is this person having domestic problems? Are they having emotional problems? Are they having chemical dependency problems? What's going on? And a lot of times, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is because of the spirit attack, and they went over into having those chemical problems because they're trying to forget about it. So it's the chicken or the egg situation at that point. It is, because I've known people to drink to see things less. Because some belief systems mm-hmm. believe that that alcohol impedes your ability to see into across the veil into the spirit world. But actually, there are many spiritual practices where the shaman mm-hmm. or somebody might actually drink a copious amount of alcohol. He might not do it all the time, that's but he what I do. But well, that's what might I do it for the purpose of the ritual. So it's uh-huh. not necessarily true. It might numb something uh-huh. for a while, but I don't think it's a it's a it's a lasting answer. And I'm also not preaching against drinking. I mean, I, 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 I and again, I think I think it's what what they what they may have meant, and and they put it in the form of well, you won't be able to see spirits. No, you you will be able to see something, but you may not be able to see what you want to see, and you'll see what wants to see you. And that, my friend, can be very bad. Right. And that's where we may see these shadow people showing up. Especially if you just start overdoing everything. That's what I think is when... Right. I'm not talking about just having a few drinks with friends. I mean, when you really start getting into that dark place of just that too much, too place. much, too much uh, of whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's. 
what it what we're all looking at too is, and I gotta say, all right, this is my show, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put my my opinion, and I'll be right. honest. Unless you're calling on a divinity form, let's say the Scandinavian goddess of the underworld or death, okay, right? So um, I know quite a bit about her. I've worked with her energies before for certain reasons. I deal with some Teutonic mysticism. So if I were to really try to invoke her into my space and not just say hi from across the veil, because you can do that without calling somebody into your bedroom or your workspace or wherever. But if I was trying to really invoke that energy, I may very well see a, a humanistic form that is solid black and, and solid. Or if I was to invoke Hecate or Polly, maybe. Yeah, right. Or Tyrannus, you know, or some, you know, whatever or Asmodeus, or something terrible. You know, like, yeah, it may be very black in that respect. Um, so, but I got to tell you, largely, if you're if you're seeing shadow people, you're probably not protecting your energy, and you're probably being invaded, and you're probably being haunted. I'll be quite honest with you. There are exceptions, and I just mentioned some exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, I have... In Christ, that they happen to be very pro Hecate, and she is amazing, and she is an underworld deity. But she's also a she can, she's pro women, pro prosperity, pro goddess, pro feminine energy, and pro the you know the the back alley shadowy forms that that we all tend to try to resonate with sometimes, you know. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of positive to her, uh, but. You know, uh, other than doing things that revolve around divinity that black, when you see a black in somebody's aura, it's usually not the best thing. Or mm-hmm. am I crazy? What do you think? Yeah, Michael? most people that read auras would, would agree with you completely on that. Right. Yeah. So if you see black in your aura, and then you can see electromagnetic energy, and you're seeing something that appears as black, as a void, and you're not feeling okay about it, I'm going to say that's not good. <laughs> I'm going to say that's probably not a good thing. And maybe we need to find out what the hell's going on. And it may very well be the space you're in. It may be your life circumstances. Or it may be the fact that you have no spiritual practice at all. And you need to take control over what's going on with you. And that's what I find a lot of times when I, when I hear this from people. And I do hear this quite a bit. So, um, if you have had this experience and you want to share something or ask a question or bring it up, feel free to call in um, and share your experience. Um, I guess, Daniel Michael, I wanted to ask if you had any, seen anything such as like this? I would say that in a limited sense um years ago um and and the memory's a little bit foggy i'm just being honest but i most of the time something i might see wouldn't come in that shadowy form it would be more of the corner was this, was this when you were younger and you were having those experiences is that what you're talking about? yeah and back then you, i was you had some like airway airway experiences at that point <laughs> yeah and 
I was partying a lot harder back then too. Uh, the whole thing, pretty much everything. <laughs> I don't mean everything like any and every drug. What I mean is just, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just living different. I was less healthy. I smoked a lot. Uh, I, I don't smoke anymore. I've quit for six years. Uh, is that when you were doing the free the free running and the stand up comedy as well? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just kidding. Now I'm kidding. No. No, but I was, uh, and sometimes it would look, they would look a little bit not human-like, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, almost like I'm going to say that, and this is, let's, let's really go there right now, right? Yeah. They may not be, there may be a non-human element to certain shadow people that we're going to see. They may be just spirits of somebody that have just really gone to a place that's just not good, which is, Definitely something we see a lot, but they may not be human. I'm telling you right now, what I saw in this clothing store that my friend put a manager of, this is this this is not human. You know, it wasn't human. Um, and this is where we're dealing with an elemental force. And if it's an elemental force, that's being and this is why they're called elementals because they're 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 they're. Uh, a force of nature, you know. So if this is a force of nature, that's largely a force that feeds on fear and chaos and negativity, then holy, you know, holy guacamole, and you're the one who's seeing it, and guess who's feeding it? Right. What's your dog? What's your dog do when he's hungry? He shows up like, hey, what's up? I'm hungry. Right. You gonna feed me or what? <laughs> right, so so they show up and they're like, "I'm hungry, but you gonna feed me?" And then you're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just have to go away." And you're angry and you're upset and you're like freaking out and you can't sleep. And then you sit up at night and you watch really bad TV and you can't go to bed and you try to read a book and you're afraid and you're upset. And then you finally get to bed and then your dreams are plagued by crazy stuff. And whoever's listening to this knows what I'm talking about. If you've ever had a night like that, then that mm-hmm. may be very well what you were experiencing. And that's not embarrassing. It just means that you should have. It, it, it you should be able to have. And it may sound a little preachy when I'm saying this, but it's good to have someone who can diffuse that spiritually that you're friends with. And whether it not be if you're Wiccan and it's the Lord and the Lady, or if it's Buddha or it's Mohammed or whoever it is. It would right. be good to be able to, like, give them a ring at that point and be like, hey, can you help me? Because there is some form of uh, spiritual, uh, you know, there is some form of spirit that is here, and whether or not they're human or not, they're not letting me sleep, and they're sucking my energy. So can you help a brother out? Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. And that's why I say to people that, that they ask me all the time, they're like, well, you know, I'm spiritual. I'm not really religious and spiritual. I'm like, well, that's cool, spiritual. But but you have a connection if it's, look, if you're spiritual like Native American style, then get a relationship with the spirit of the, the earth. Get a, get a real connection there and then ask the earth, be a part of the earth, be connected to it, and then you will be able to overcome something like some crazy shadow people that are busting around. You know, it doesn't have to be something, you know, if you want to do that, but you need a real connection there. You can't just say, I'm spiritual. You know, I mean, you can, but you're going to be put in 
a situation where if you are dealing with something crazy, it may be very challenging to combat it. Right. And and I've also, that my next point was going to be when you mentioned dreams. I've experienced it more in dreams than in, like, in, but felt so intense and so real. I think I even told you one time I was being surrounded by, in dreams, it, it felt totally real. And this is playing right are we, in. Are we talking about shadow people? Well, just they were just sort of dark beings in general. Some were shadows. Some just looked like, I don't know, gargoyle-like, whatever. And and I was in the middle of, like, it was a room full of so many of them in this giant dark room. You couldn't even see, like, the end of them. You know what I mean? So it felt, like, hopeless. But I called, and they were closing in it, in this dream. And then I called uh, in a very aggressive and passionate way, like you were saying, a deity form. I called upon Quan Yin, my matron, mm-hmm. and she came down and just sort of had the scepter of light. And they, they couldn't go past mm-hmm. wherever the the light was emitting. They just kept backing up. And mm-hmm. if she occasionally grew it, they would just keep moving back, you know. And then the dream sort of ended a little bit after that. And, uh, but it no, was like you know it, really one dream where that has helped. Really- what? I'm sorry. And, and, and that wasn't the only time that's happened. You know, that's happened before quite a few times in dreams where that powerful connection to deity, in this case it was Kuan Yin, a female Buddha uh, goddess, um, mm-hmm. stepped down as someone I work with, and it's like, well, they can't beat her. You know, she's connected to the original primordial uh, enlightenment energy anyway. So that's what you're saying. Developing that relationship with the deity form can be a very right. And that's look. And this is my opinion, everyone. You're welcome to. You know, I'm not saying this is like carbon side of of uh, you know Mount Everest or anything like that. I am just saying that by my experience. And let me tell you, I get out there and I get involved in people's lives. I get involved in haunted spaces. I get involved in all kinds of I charge weird energies. Not weird energy, but I charge a lot of stuff and I do a lot of things and I have no problem, ladies and gentlemen. I don't because I know that, that I I have a good relationship. And that's good. So I'm gonna say it's good to have that. If you wanna have it with Bridget and offer her weak weak dollies and stuff to do that. If you wanna have it with Jesus and just pray the rosary or with Blessed Virgin, then do that too. You know, I mean, but Archangel Michael Michael is a popular one for people that feel like they want a protected, a protective one. Mm -hmm. Um, Archangel Michael would be great if you are seeing shadow people. So let's say you're Johnny on the street and you're like, well, I saw shadow people. Oh, look, this is on blog talk radio. Let me listen to this because I may be seeing them right now. If you don't have anything going on and you don't know what half of the, the oddball divinity forms I'm talking about are and you just want help and protection, Archangel Michael is an energy wavelength that, that cuts off negativity, that cuts it off at the wrist, at the head, at the torso, and just stops it. It stops its progress. So right. if you can just put all your disbelief on the shelf and say, I'm going to call Archangel Michael, or if you want to say St. Michael, you can do that and just say, hey, need some help here. What's up? Help out, you know. Um, you can get the help you need. Now, 
if you're going to call in in, uh, some form of divinity that will laugh at your discomfort and fear, and (laughs) if you ask them for help, what are they going to do? They might do nothing, or they might do more to enhance your the ridiculous situation you're in. So please be careful. I'm not trying to to say any 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 old divinity form is okay. I'm trying to say, I try to promote all the ones that are helpful and positive and pro humanity, because I think that's that's the a the safest and b the you know that that's promoting positivity for everybody involved. And is Jesus one of them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Is Buddha one of them? Oh, yeah. Buddha did, I mean, everything about Buddha was like, you know, he was like, you know, Ben Kingsley, you know. (laughs) It's like, I mean, Gandhi was doing, I mean, like that, all that that energy was super positive. And... That's the important thing is not we're not talking about necessarily whatever your religion or spiritual practice is. It's the idea of developing the, the strong relationship if you feel like you need. You could tune in. We're listed under spirituality, Nature Universe Spiritual Insight. Uh, you, you could go to an ex, one of the more extreme, again, not being insulting, extreme, more fundamentalist uh, Christian shows, and they would say, well, there's the one way, the one true way. What we're saying is that God can speak to you in many forms. Um, it can be, in, as I mentioned before, the Kuan Yin. It could be Bridget, the, the the old Irish goddess. It could be Jesus. It could be God in that classical Christian sense. It could be Buddha. It could, it could be, be white buffalo woman. Allah, and be being a suit. Uh, but either way. It could even be your grandma because she's the only butt person you ever listen to. Now, I'm not saying venerate your grandmother as a deity. Right. No, I am saying that maybe the only person that you'll shut up and listen to is your grandma who passed away. And maybe that's the only way, um, you know, higher energy can get through you. And you know what? Maybe she's going to come to you. I remember that a certain um, friend of mine gave me a book that had all sorts of uh, different Brazilian chants and, and stuff like that in it. And... Um, we got to talking, I started chanting them, and I may have told Daniel Michael this story before, but I'll have to say, mm-hmm. when I started going through a lot of the different chants, I could see that the room transforming itself. And largely, this is some very powerful stuff in Candomblé. It was very, um, it's just stuff that I haven't really done a lot with before, but I jumped right in and started chanting everything, which is not like me to do. But something told me that there was power in it, and when I did it, um, the room started to transform itself, so I stopped. And that night when I went to bed, uh, my mother's father, who passed away um, quite a while ago, showed up in my dreams, and he was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? What are you doing here? You know? <laughs> like, is this a good, is it smart? You know this is not a smart idea. Right. He's like, put the book away. Don't mess with the book. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't, and I haven't, and um, I don't know where it is right now, but the point is, is that, that I think I would I took the message better than anybody from him because he was a no nonsense sort of person and he used to just you know tell me what's what and check me and and say Darren don't do that and I listened I said oh gosh this is very clear here you know this isn't like I wonder what that meant <laughs> right mm-hmm. and again 
we're not even necessarily telling people not to engage in in magic. Uh, I I think it's a perfectly safe mm-hmm. and ethical thing to do. But again, it's it's the ethics. It, are you disturbing something? Are you summoning some dark force that you don't understand, can't deal with? Um, if you have been in that position, well, then go back to what we were just talking about, a powerful deity form. Of, there are many cultural uh, versions of that, as well as an ancestor is a great example mm-hmm. because there are some cultures that do you know, venerate the ancestors and that they, they will come back and help too if you're in a bind or give you a little advice or kick you in the butt or maybe even take a dark spirit or shadow away as well. Right. They may take it away. Um, if you're being, and I think let, let's get to the heart of the matter. If you're seeing a shadow person, you're probably on some level being haunted. So I'm saying probably because, again, there are there are exceptions to the rule. And you may, if you're obsessive about dark energy and shadows and, you know, you cruise goth night and you do your thing and it's your thing, then you may love it. But on some level, you are being imposed upon by that energy. And maybe if that's what you like, then that's what you like. But for the most part, if you're seeing shadow people and you're not terribly fond of the situation, that means you're being haunted. So what do you do? Um, You figure out a way to diffuse the situation if you're doing what you can if you're calling like St. Michael and you're doing all this stuff and it's still not helping then I would see a spiritualist and then somebody that knows what they're doing and ask for help and then get their professional opinion and if if all this stuff is not really working it may be the space you're in and that is certainly can be the case you know there are places in rural America that's what I'm saying rural America some bad things have happened and no one's cleared it off. You know, there's been slaughters of, of Indians and there've been bad things that have happened. And sometimes yeah. people do see this sort of thing. Um, Slaves you may not be able to combat this. And yeah. if you can't, and if you try, and it's not, you're not winning, I would pack your bag and go. I mean, I don't want to say, you know, but it depends on who you're going to get there to really combat it. You know, maybe they can save your property. Right. I mean, I don't know. But if you own the property, and I always say this, if you're renting and you're having problems like this and they're extreme, then um, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're renting, if you own it, then fine. You know, I've I've definitely removed spirits out of homes and, and made people say it, and they're still there, then they're thankful and they're happy, and, and that's great. Um, but it, it is a financial investment. Um, it is difficult sometimes. And there is the risk that at the end of the day, something might come up again, depending on what we're talking about. If it's human energy, then then you can potentially get it into the light. That's great. If it's, if it's elemental energy, they might not be able to get rid of it forever. And then you're dealing with something that could be challenging indefinitely. Because sometimes it is the place that's, that the the energies can be attached to. So, and sometimes it's the person mm-hmm. or the family. Uh, sometimes it's the actual location. And it could be just, like you said, something terrible happened there. Like you said, the Royal Railroad. Maybe nothing's been cleared, right? No, nothing's been dealt with. Nothing was, an injustice was, it might have happened. You mentioned Native Americans might have been killed, slaves, whatever, just a crime in the woods nobody mm-hmm. dealt with. 
nobody maybe knew about, so this thing has to express itself. And it can be dealt with, but it's it can be something trickier that might not be necessarily about you. It, so right, it might be tricky, and it might be a lot like a TV show you've seen where somebody's trying to find somebody's bones in the woods and lay them to rest, and it might be, I mean, it might be something like that. They're, they don't write stories like that because it never happened. I mean, it does happen. Mm-hmm. And people are murdered, and their bones are lost in the woods, and the woods is right behind your house. And those people want to come in your house and be like, hey, I was lost in the woods. What's up? And sometimes those people and those spirits are being harassed by the shadow people. And the shadow people follow that spirit into your house and then start harassing you. So now you have a big problem. And the idea is, wow, if you just got the lynch pin out of there, which is the spirit that was murdered in the woods, everything would, would change. But how do you know that? Who's going to help you figure that out? If you have a medium that's worth their salt and knows what's going on, then maybe they can help you. But you got to get that person, and you got to find them. <laughs> you know, I mean, it depends on where you're at. If you know you're in Salt Lake City, and you do you have money to fly a really proper medium out there, maybe not. Maybe there is a, a happens to be somebody who knows what they're doing in Salt Lake City. And if there is, great, get them on the phone. You know, I mean, that's what you have to do. I find it funny, uh, you know, occasionally watch, um, I forget what it's called, um, oh, God, uh, I forget the name of the, the show. It's like Dark something, what is it? Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's a do- a ghost, it's... Uh, dark Shadows? No, not Dark Shadows. Oh, no, it's that's the old... Yeah, Her name is Amy, and then she has somebody film, and then he's a detective. And um, it's a ghost. Uh, it's a ghost show. But anyway, she's an, she's a very she's pretty good. She's a pretty good uh, medium, and she goes into a house and senses stuff. And then there's somebody that does fact finding mission about the history of the house, and and he's a detective. And then at the end of the show, they get together and they bring bring together their findings, and then. You know, like they'll have you'll have a sketch of somebody from the past, and then she'll do a sketch of her. Oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, you've seen it before, right? You know what I'm talking about, or not? No. Anyway, if you're listening, you've probably seen it. So, <laughs> at the end of this, this like at the end of it, she's like, "Okay, look, you got X amount of shadow people in your house. You got this one elemental thing doing this thing. You got this guy who used to own the whole property who killed all these players." You got this whole menagerie of weird spirits here. So yeah. I'm going to say that, and, and some of the malevolent energies want to kill some of the family. This is not good. So they're like, what do we do? You know, she's like, okay, you need to find a shaman to do this and to clear the spirits and create a perimeter. And then you need to do this and that and stuff. And my thought is all the time, how the heck are they going to, where are they going to find this shaman at? Like they just right, right. You know, you know, like one eight hundred shaman. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they look under the, you know, like Amy's list, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Amy's yeah. List I mean, you don't like... know who's walking that door, and there's all types of shamans. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word shaman, by the way, I think a lot of people think Native American, and that can be true. But there's definitely European shaman, shamanic traditions. Um, there's, there's all sorts of people in my city. You can find probably five people. For any yeah. range of things you want to do, but if you're in, say, Kalamazoo, 
or you're in uh, Mobile, Alabama, maybe you're not going to be able to find that. And then mm-hmm. she always just, as matter of fact, says it to the people. She's like, well, this is what you do. Get somebody, get a priest in here, bless this place, and then you get a shaman in, and then you get an exorcist. So she brings up all these people that are like off the chains, like like uh, like a, a really obscure spiritualist people. And I always look at her, I look at the show like, what? How are these people so? And then they'll give you a little blurb at the end. They'll be like, well, so and so people are still looking for a shaman and an exorcist and a priest that can do all this stuff. But in the meantime, they're still experiencing very malevolent uh, paranormal activity. So she leaves it unresolved oh then. What can she do? Yeah, I she guess you're right. He's a medium. She'll say, right. go find the medium for them. She's a medium, too. So she could tell the spirits, hey, you need to go into the light. She can do that. You know, I can do that, too. I'm a medium, too. But she's saying, look, I did the filming here. I gave you an assessment. It's up to you to go find whoever can do the work for you because I got to go to the next place, you know? Right, right. Um, There's a schedule. She's a medium, but she's not a shaman. She's not a, a priest, you know? So That's a I'm sure in some cases she's probably done what she could to help. Mm-hmm. I wish I could rem- remember the name of the show. Oh, the Dead Files. That's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. The Dead Files, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe. But anyway, it's one of the better shows because it's it's realistic. This woman, like, it's... And she's a woman. She's a younger, you know, she's, like, probably, like, late 30s. And she's not happy a lot of the time. Like, she's going into some crazy stuff. And these places are very haunted in not a nice way. And that's why she's trying to help people understand what's going on there. And if it's not good, sometimes she says, no, you need to go. Get up, get pack your stuff, let's go. Yeah. Pack your stuff. And this is where you can see, if you're interested at all in what shadow people are, I would watch The Dead Files because one out of three episodes has something to do with shadow people. Because a lot of times when you're having people being haunted and they're freaking out and they get in touch with a show like this, it's because they're having problems with malevolent ghosts or spirits or, or disembodied revenants. And sometimes we're de- a lot of the time we're dealing with shadow people, and it's not fun. What about another and unfortunately, thing? Unfortunately, sometimes they center a lot of this activity on children. Mm. I mean, apparently, shadow people love to mess with with children. I have no idea why. Because there's more fear involved in them. They're feeding more fear to them. I don't know. More of an open channel. They're, they don't have all the, all the doubt and all that kind of stuff. They're an open channel, right? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a lot of different reasons why. And what about also certain noises? I think I talked to you one time about, uh-huh. it wasn't at my house, but another house. And when I would turn on one of my relatives, their bathroom, maybe other people have experienced this before. When I would turn on their their exhaust fan in the bathroom, you know, it always sounded like there was a voice coming through it every time I did it. Just, you know, you know, I can hear like white noise voices. Now, it could all be my mind, but for some reason, this particular one almost seemed like it's just barking at you. It was just like, and it would go on, and it'd be like, you know, hello, Daniel, hello. And it was always saying something, you know. Do you think that's a... 
Well, we'll have a wait for a spirit to express, or do you think it's neutral, or, or what is your opinion yeah, on that important kind of question. thing? Did you go? Did you go to Mexican for dinner before you came back to the house? <laughs> um, actually, possibly. <laughs> for the first time, did it sound like you passed the gas? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm. Just, I know. I'm just. That's why I want to so much, right? I get it, but but a big. But I but I have to say. That does sound very ominous, what you just described. And I'll mm-hmm. say it again because I've said before on the show. If something is calling your name, that is not good. That is not good. I tell people all the time, it is harassing you. If something's like, Daniel, Michael, right. it's, it's trying to mess with you. Because believe me when I say, your great-grandma will not be doing some crazy stuff to scare you. And she would not be calling your name like that. You would just know she was there. It would be like maybe a gentle message in a dream or something, perhaps. Right. Or she would just show up and you'd see her and be like, okay, she didn't need to say Daniel. A nice feeling, right. A nice feeling, perhaps even. Right. Now, if if there's a spirit and you don't want to mess with them, you want to be left alone and you're trying to ignore it and they can't screw with you and you're not noticing them, then guess what they would do? Daniel Michael, and that's that's exactly. Then you have to. You're definitely hearing that, unless you're acting like you didn't hear it, and then they'll do it again, and then right. you're mad. But they have to pull a lot of psychokinetic energy to make that happen. That does not happen easily. Right. Not at all. And you know what happened? It's not, it's, it's, uh-huh. A bad what? disaster happened in that bathroom after. I mean, just. For the, I won't say on the air who it was, but it's it's a relative, and it got backed up, and he had to totally dig out. That bathroom seems to be almost like cursed. It was backed up, sewage line break, which you know is nasty as anything. We're talking nasty, you know. Um, it had to be dug up, basement level bathroom. Um, it was in the walls. I mean. And I remember thinking something did always seem wrong about this bathroom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something was wrong. There might have been some weird stuff down there. That might have been some nasty. I, I think whatever it was, maybe maybe gone. I don't know. I visited recently. I didn't quite get the same thing. It wasn't on the top of my head either, but I didn't notice it either. So it was a little back and forth. And it's it might have been that much. So who knows? Uh, who knows? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it just seemed like a not a good bathroom to visit, and and then look what happens. You know, it ends up backing up with sewage. You know, which is in the walls, folks. We're talking pretty nasty stuff. That is that is disgusting. Actually, um, had to be totally just done, gutted the whole thing, dug into concrete, dug. We're talking bad. You know, money. You know, everything. You know, just not good news. That sounds absolutely horrifying. Thank you for sharing that. The last thing I want to picture is somebody, you know, knee-deep in shit, trying to dig in a concrete to find more shit. That sounds horrible. Oh my God. That sounds like a terrible As it comes thing. out of the walls when you break the wall. <laughs> that sounds absolutely appalling. Uh, I, I my relatives, too, I shall remain named. All spirits that, that I interact with and higher energy and everybody that interacts with me, thank you so much for my wonderful job where I can help people without digging in the concrete with, with with sewage splashing all over me. I want to thank you so much because that's helpful. Or she, and you know what? I also want to say I appreciate the people that have to do it because somebody has to do it. 
and I appreciate you, and you deserve a break today. You deserve a, a couple beers, so, you know, like, I feel you. So, and hopefully you get paid good money for that, because that's no joke. That <laughs> is no joke. Yeah, um, it was a relative of mine, and it's, uh, it's clean, clean and cleared and, and and everything now and ready to be redone, but, yeah, that was a... That's right. Don't don't eat Mexican next time. The haunted bathroom. That's crazy. You know what though? Yeah, that's that's a bad haunting. Yeah, that's a funny haunting. But there's about we have about four minutes left, Darren. We have about four minutes left. We have about four minutes left in the broadcast. You want to? Okay. Maybe give your information where people can contact you. They want to speak to you further. Yeah, that would be great. Um, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's d b u c a r e n s at gmail dot com, or you can um, get a hold of me at Marie Labo's House of Voodoo um, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, um, or get a hold of me here on Spiritual Insights uh, or a private consultation. Just go ahead and give me an email. Or call me at the store. All right. And you've been listening. All right. We've been discussing shadow people and other various hauntings. And we've got a couple minutes left. I think we'll take them out with the plug in the song. And Darren, I have a video I'll send you of the guy playing mm-hmm. your normal theme song that we always play here. That little I drum would like thing. to see that. It's cool because to watch him play even it. Though, even though I'm not with somebody, <laughs> my... A lot of people used to get a kick out of that. And actually, my, yeah, my new girl gets a kick out of listening to it when they get ready to do my show. They're like, wow, all right. And they actually do air drumming to it when it's happening. So oh, I great. would like to see that. Okay. Yeah, I'll send that to you for you, sure. I've seen a lot of air drumming when I'm getting on the radio because like, they can hear the song. You know, <laughs> <A lot> of, <laughs> they have some fun with it. So I, I would like to see that. So yeah, that I'll definitely send that to you. It's Tom Teasley. All right. All right. Oh. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for calling in the Spiritual Insight. Have a great evening. All right. Have a great evening, everyone. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe. Radio Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 